Today's Issues continues on AFR with your host, Tim Wildman, president of the American Family Association. Hey, welcome back, everybody, to the uh, program Today's Issues here on American Family Radio. We'll be here for the next 25 minutes talking about the news of the day. Uh, Fred Jackson joins me, Tim Wildman, with now Steve Jordahl. Good morning, Steve. Morning, everybody. And Ray Pritchard, Ray's in Kansas City, Kansas, and we three are in uh, Tupelo, Mississippi, our national headquarters for AFA and AFR. Um, <clears throat> we invite you to uh, order those Christmas buttons. Go to afastore.net, afastore.net to look at them and order them. They're packs of 10 for $15, and that includes <clears throat> free shipping. Um Steve, uh, this next story I want to talk about relates to what we have been talking about a few times over the last few weeks, and that is the rise in violent crime in big city America. Yeah, has just gotten absolutely. I don't. I don't know what control is, but whatever it is, it's out of it's control out. now. Yeah. Uh, this story uh, took place yesterday in Chicago. Was shocking. I saw, I saw it last night. It was. So we had, uh, this happened in Chinatown, the Chinatown part of Chicago. A um, a man, a 71-year-old man named Woom Sing Tsi, who's a, a restaurant owner in that part of town, was walking out on the sidewalk going down to get a newspaper. And all of a sudden, a car pulls up, and a gun is pointed out of the car, and a couple shots are fired. The first ones miss. But then... He, uh, Mr. C starts running away. Actually, I think it's Mr. Woom starts running away. And then he's hit, like finally hit. And then the gunman gets out of the car and walks over and shoots him three or four more times. Gets back in the car and gets on, on the freeway. They, they caught him pretty quickly. This is in broad daylight. Middle of the day. In Chicago in a part of town called Chinatown, yeah. which a lot of big cities have where yeah. there's a lot of Chinese... Uh, people of Chinese ancestry uh, who are, you know, immigrants to the yeah. U.S. <clears throat> and this, the, the reason this was shocking to me, Ray, you familiar with that part of Chicago? Been there a number of times. Okay. Yes. Yeah. Did you see the video I sent on this? No. Okay. No, but I read the story. This is, it's, it's, Tim, it's hard to understand this. This is, this is savage kind of brutality. As Steve said, he shoots, he misses. Maybe hits him, stops the car, and shoots the guy again, and then drives off. It's it's an assassination. Yeah. yeah. And, and the thing about it was that was so was so shocking was, you know, I mean, there's murders in Chicago every day, right? Sadly, mm-hmm. right. Uh, it's a very violent city. We all know the reputation there. Uh, and Ray lives. Uh, you live. What, what was the community you lived in there? <clears throat> Oak Park, which what? is right on the west side. We were up against the west side of the city of Chicago. It's uh, we left there in 2005, and the situation has deteriorated badly in the last 16 years. Yeah, but uh, anyway, so this 71 year old Asian man is gunned down, and if you watch the video of it, it's an assassination. The guy gets out of the car for no apparent reason. I mean, this isn't a gang fight, right? This isn't a drug deal gone bad. This is just. Uh, it appears to be shooting for sport. Yeah. Uh, uh, There's no relationship between the two. But, no, they 23-year-old, what appears to be an African-American uh, mm-hmm. his man. Name is, his name is Alfonso 
Joiner. Okay, he's either African American or Latino or or maybe mixed. Right. And this other than his victim is a, a Asian man. Seventy one. And so, so uh, it's in Chinatown. It is a. It, it, you, you watch the video going. This is a beautiful day. Looks like in Chicago, bright sunshine. Uh, a, a normal uh, city uh, block. Uh, this isn't. You know, there's not graffiti everywhere, and it, it, you know. And the fella's just walking down the street by himself, 71 years old. The grandpa, restaurant owner, made the American dream come true by immigrating here like 40 years ago. And he's just murdered in cold blood. And I learned reading about this story that this fella that, that's been charged with the murder, Alfonso Joyner, he had like four previous gun convictions. That's right. He had been okay. convicted four previous times of gun offenses. And this time he's charged with murder. First degree. First degree murder. He is also charged uh, with two other crimes. One is an expired or a, uh, a, a permit to have a gun. I don't know how he did this. Uh, it's called the re- uh, possession of a revoked FOID card. F-O-I-D stands for Firearm Owner's ID Card. And he's charged in this killing with aggravated use of a deadly weapon. Okay. So, that would be his fifth. So, his fifth. so uh, the point here, we, a couple of the points here. Number one is... <clears throat> Violent crime in big city America is is spiraling out of control. Uh, many people, if they have the means, are fleeing the big cities. Uh, at least to the suburbs or further. Secondly, this uh, progressive—that's what they call it—or social justice uh, way of looking at law enforcement and the judicial process is an utter and abject failure. And so that our our governments in these big cities are not protecting their citizenry. They are letting criminals go back out on the streets like a revolving door. This guy has four gun-related, uh, con- gr- gun gun. I don't know if they're, cri- uh, well, they are crimes. He's well, it would con- be crimes. This yeah. is how it's referred and, to. And here story. he is out on the street, Yeah, and he ends up murdering Previous gun offenses. Somebody, and, so and, I, and I don't is, know. This is happening. This is happening in New York. We've seen it happening, particularly uh, violence against Asians. Uh, that has been very prevalent in New York, and many times it involves African Americans in Philadelphia. African American young males. Young males yeah. in yeah. Philadelphia. There have been 521 murders this year. The DA in Philadelphia had a news conference yesterday and said, we don't have a crime problem in this city. 521 murders, a record number, and the year isn't done yet. We have that sound if you'd like to hear it. Yeah, we have the sound and we have... What, what are we about to hear? This is the DA in Philadelphia, but also we have a response in this piece of audio uh, from Rosalind Bashardo, who is the founder of Operation Save Our City. And yes. uh, Brent, it is cut, cut number six. six. We don't have a crisis of lawlessness. We don't have a crisis of crime. We don't have a crisis of violence. And that is a category that includes gun violence. There is definitely a crisis here in the city of Philadelphia. We're up to 523 homicides. And how dare him say that the loss of a mother's child is not a crisis? You know, every ER in this in this city is saturated with homicides. These streets are are overwhelmed with death. And for him to say that there's no crisis is insane. 
Right, let me tell you too what's going on there. We mentioned this before because <clears throat> this is how the 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 the, the so the progressive ideology plays out. Uh, <clears throat> they are letting in these cases uh, that by they I mean these district attorneys, uh, for example, are not prosecuting, and the judges are not holding accountable, uh, particularly young black males because they don't want any more young black males in jail or in prison. Well, who does, right? Nobody, right, every, no, right. Who, who does? Nobody wants to put people in prison, especially just for their skin color. That's insane. Mm-hmm. It's unconstitutional. It's un-American and so forth. But if you're going to say we're going to let violent criminals back on the street and not put them away just because they are a certain skin color, <laughs> that is endangering the community, and furthermore, it's endangering the black community in those cities because very so much of the uh, crime, especially homicides and murders, are black on black uh, crimes, gangs, for and they and it's terrorizing the good people, the law-abiding citizens who are African American who live in these big cities. Well, and don't have the ability to leave because they don't have the money. And because these Democrat leaders aren't doing anything about this, it just encourages more violence. Yeah. When when you had the other day, you know, we had the incident in Wisconsin there, Daryl Brooks. We keep going back to this. This is the parade massacre uh, that was in the news. Daryl Brooks, remember, he ran over a woman in a parking lot. He gets caught. He goes before the local district attorney, and he's let on bail on $1,000. Right. A few days later, gets in a car and mows down six people dead, dozens injured. Right. This, this is the type of thing that's happening across this country in, and I have to say, mostly Democrat-controlled cities. Yeah, in the name of social justice. Yes. That's, what, that's the point. Uh, in the name of social justice, they're letting these criminals go back out on the streets time and time again. The guy who burned down the Christmas tree in front of Fox News two yes. days ago. Yes. Now nobody got killed, mm. uh, but still it was a uh, it was an act of um, arson. Arson. Okay. And uh, somebody could have been hurt or killed. That guy in New York City was back out on the street. Mm-hmm. Uh, he didn't even have to serve any jail time. He has a rap. Of- he has a rap sheet. He's caught in an arson, yeah. arrested in an arson, and within hours, he's freed with no bail. Zero. Yeah, that, that's, again, uh, the, uh, the only way it seems to me, Ray, for this <clears throat> problem to turn around in the big cities is for the people who live there to vote these uh, district attorneys out, these mayors out, these uh, city councilmen um, uh, uh you know, they, they're well, going to have Chicago. Chicago has been a one party city for the better part of a century. I mean, you got to go back decades and decades and decades to find any time. I mean, way back before World War II to find a time when Chicago had a legitimate two party system. So just since we started talking to him, I have now looked at that video of of what happened of the, of the fella. I don't know if there was anything quite like that, Tim. That looked like a mafia hit. The Chinese, um, we posted that. Uh, I think that's amazing. If you go to our Facebook page for today's issues, we've posted that. And it's it's hard it's hard to watch, folks. I'm going yeah, to tell is. you. Yeah, it it's is. It's hard to watch. And it's unbelievable. Something out of a crime show. Um, 
But it's a beautiful day, right? The yep. guy's walking. The, yep. the, this, this older gentleman is walking down the sidewalk, obviously minding his own business, going from one place to another. And the, the shooting starts from the car, and then the guy stops the car, gets out, and you can see it. I mean, you can see him walk up and, and fire away until the guy's dead. So how does this happen? How does this happen? I got a little bit of a maybe um, answer for you. Uh, this is kind of related, um, and I don't know if this guy was black or not or what his political affiliations were, but the Jesse Smollett trial is almost over. The jury's out. In Chicago in as Chicago. well. In Chicago. And it's, the jury is supposed to come in today, tomorrow, sometime soon. Mm-hmm. It's a pretty open and shut case. Black Lives Matter has come out and said regardless whether he's found guilty or he's found innocent, we stand behind him and we believe him. They say um, that uh, it's not about a trial or a verdict decided in a white supremacy charade. We can never believe police. And if that's what you're feeding the black young men in Chicago and elsewhere, that's what you're going to get. You know how many corporations gave money to the Black Lives Matter organization? And they are... They are outright Marxist and uh, th- the other day Black Lives Matter the organization said they called on a boycott of all white businesses did you see that too no, yeah. that, that'll build unity right there across America so uh, when <clears throat> just just to review here uh, uh, and Black Lives Matter the organization was very shrewd when they named their organization like that because who is against who? Who doesn't believe that Black Lives Matter? Right? We everybody believes Black right. Lives Matter, uh, and all lives matter. Uh, uh, but the Black Lives Matter organization was able to get millions of dollars donated to them by exploiting, I would say, some very uh, tragic situations around the country, exploiting that uh, shakedown companies. To say either you give us millions of dollars or we're going to tell people that you're against Black Lives Matter. That, you that you're a racist. You're a racist. So you shake them down. Yep. Uh, <clears throat> and then you use that money to promote uh, lawlessness and hate for white people uh, and racial division. See how this works? Oh, yeah. And also remember that Black Lives Matter, the organization again, not the expression, the proper organ, the, uh, the, or, they said early on that they were against the nuclear family. Yes. Yep. You remember that? They're a Marxist. They took that down yes. off their website. Then they said, we're Marxist. Mm-hmm. We're avowed Marxist and we're against the nuclear family. Yes. And I remember reading them. There was, there was some backlash in the black community against black lives matters because of that. Yeah. Uh, the, a lot of people said, Hey, uh, you know, Black Lives Matter, but I'm not for destroying the nuclear family. You know what I'm saying? So they were very shrewd. BLM took it off the page, but they didn't change their mind about it. That's what no, they still and, believe. And two, one of the three people who started Black Lives Matter, <laughs> I've forgotten her name, uh, she turned around and bought three homes. Yes. <laughs> uh, across America. Uh, She's not too Marxist. <laughs> no, one of them was in L.A. in an all-white neighborhood, yes. so to speak. You know what I'm saying? I know. Uh, uh, so uh, big, it was a big fancy house out there. Mm-hmm. Now, she said, I'm not using Black Lives Matter money to buy these houses, but that's where she got her money. Yeah, that's right. Uh, so it's got to be, there's, there's, there's shysters out there in every movement. Uh, 
And you, you just got to be careful. And these companies that wrote checks of Black Lives Matter, I think they're regretting it now, although they, they can't even say that out loud because they'll be accused of being a, 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 a you know, racist. Uh, you're listening to today's issues on the American Family Radio Network. Next story. Well, um, are we done with wokeness yet? The answer is no. <laughs> USA Today, the uh, newspaper, is being taken to task because of a headline in an article. The headline reads, or read, is math racist? And it's uh, the subhead is many students of color. I'm sorry, struck- Steve. We're going to start over right here. Sure. Because I don't think I heard you correctly. You might not have. <laughs> what did you just say? I said the article was titled, Is Math Racist? And they're talking about the disparity in sco- math scores. Now, the the backlash was so strong that they had to change the headline. They changed the headline to, is math education racist? Um, is Yeah. And so... So what's the point? The point is that black kids in schools are not doing as well as white kids. And uh, white kids in school, and, and, I don't and, think and, are doing as Asian, well as Asian kids. Uh, black children are not doing as good in math as others? Well, yeah. And so, therefore, math itself it's, is racist? It's the, it's the problem. That's, that's the argument it, of, of, of the woke crowd? Their serious point is that the education, the way that they're teaching math. And I've heard it. Really- <laughs> How? I know you know. I, I, I don't. Uh, maybe in social sciences, I would listen to an argument on that or a debate on that. But math? Uh, math is... Uh, uh, as objective a science as you can get. Uh, yeah, two they're, they're, plus two equals yeah. four, no matter what the skin color is. Yeah. And it, it's kind of like, you know, the other side, the leftists like... That's to also talk- insulting to to the black community, in my opinion, to say that the black children can't catch up, therefore we must do away with how we teach math. Yeah. Now we're, now we're, we're about to endorse an effort to ignore reality. Hmm. You can't change. Over time, certain things might change. You know, you, you look at uh, a certain subject, physics, because there's new developments in physics. But two plus two is always going to equal four. You know, and, and so here's the left who criticizes the right, calling us Neanderthal and flat earthers. Right. That's the group that is now saying, if you say two plus two only equals four, that's racist. Yeah. Yes. Now, just so that's that's a USA Today story. It is a USA Today now, story. But it goes beyond that. The city of Oakland several months ago. California. Announced, Oakland, California, they announced that they were no longer going to insist that two plus two equals four because they believe it's racist. They wanted more than one correct answer for every problem. How's that going to work in engineering? <laughs> I don't want to go. I don't want to cross that bridge when we get to it. That's for sure. That's that's insanity. Yeah. This is again liberalism is a mental disorder. Now I know there are a lot of liberals who would agree with us on this. That that that's that's nuts. Uh, you know what? Interesting, Ray. This is what this is what uh, Democrat strategists, some Democrat strategists like James Carble, for example, and and some others who are. Uh, they're, they are traditional Democrats. They're not uh, whack, whacked out lefties, okay? But they are saying this wokeness uh, movement uh, is going to destroy, potentially destroy the Democratic Party. 
maybe not destroy, but at least greatly diminish the influence of the Democrat Party because defund the police, for example, is it, it, it does not work uh, with any demographic, mm-hmm. uh, this idea of defunding the police. So there's, there's a war, Ray, inside the Democratic Party between the far-left Wokies and the traditional Democrats who say, we can't go out here and support these nutty ideas. We're going to lose all our elections. Well, you got a guy like James Carville, who is, who is no conservative, who is no Republican. Uh, he doesn't agree with us on a lot of things, but at least he understands how reality works. James Carville does understand if you have two apples and you add two more apples to him, you got four, right? So th- that this is an attack on reality, which has now seeped over into the political process. The, the far left has gone so far, there almost seems to be no limit to how far the left will go. And is there, Tim, is there any such thing as a conservative wing of the Democrat Party anymore? I don't, I don't. Yeah, it's a one-man convention called Joe Manchin. (laughs) (laughs) He meets every year with himself and elects himself president of the moderate Democrat. And he has no opposition. He has no opposition, and it's a lonely Christmas party. Do you know what's so (laughs) sad about this is, is this hurts the black community. This hurts these young black people because at some point, you have to run into the reality that two plus two does equal four. What are you going to do with your life? Is everybody just going to keep catering to you that, you know, I want to go to med school or (laughs) I want to be an architect. What you do with the, what the left says is if uh, a certain community, in this case, African-American community children can't excel, can't, can't pass the the grade. Then we, what we do is we take uh, 70 which is passing, and we make it a 50, and then they can pass. You see what I'm saying? Oh, I know. It's a, it, it doesn't help the educational process. No. It doesn't help the kids. No. It dumbs it down yes. so you can say, well, look, they're doing better. Yeah. Uh, and again, as we've said here before and just need to reiterate, I don't believe, and I don't know anybody who does believe, in ethnicity or genetics uh, if you want to put it that way, uh, having a bent one way or another, um, for good or for bad, um, that's broad terms. Uh, some people are genetically disposed no. to be good at something like math, but yes. not by race. No, no, well, yeah, I don't know. Although you could argue the Asians are pretty good at math for some reason. The Asians Maybe are hard workers. Hard workers. Okay. And, uh, here's my point. I would argue that the, va- the the reasons why people succeed or don't succeed in the United States of America are they live a happy life or a non-happy life or they go to prison or they don't are life choices. Life choices and environment, mm-hmm. okay, are the main uh, uh, engines that drive somebody's uh, place when they're 20, 30, 40 years old. And... If you're going to have the breakdown of the family unit where you don't have a mom and a dad as the rule in the home, raising children, teaching them right from wrong, knowing where they are at 10 o'clock. Helping them with homework. Discipline, helping them with homework. Then you're going to find uh, downstream from that, you're going to end up with a, a lot of young people who are lost who are in 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 gangs, 
and who can't do well in school. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? I know. So uh, that's got to change. We'll uh, see you tomorrow, everybody. Have a great day.